politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 week four. We're still going and rubbing and lumbering under our own weight. How you doing? My name is Mark and welcome to the Mark Harvard Podcast. Wow. Can't believe we made it this far. It's been a week, hasn't it? Man, alive. So much going on. I am proud to say that short of a glass guy coming and putting up the shower enclosure, our bathroom is now completely done. Yet my wife has taken a bath down there. I have brushed my teeth in there. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 de-stressing a bit. Yeah, it's it. I'm 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 actually kind of exhaling a little bit, and that's fun. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Also, good stuff is 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 that my my little boy. Let me tell you this real quick. We'll dive into the heavy stuff in a minute. But my little boy woke up the other day. And he wakes up and just immediately looks up at me and says, says, Daddy, you're my best friend. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure thing, buddy. And he says, and it basically he went on to tell us that in his dream that he had, I had been very good, his words. I had been very good. I had helped him in the garden and I had protected him. And so for the last two days, something must have happened in that dream because in the last two days, he has been all about me. And you know what? Not uh, not sorry. I'm okay with it. Way to go. Way to go, dream mark. Way to go. High five. <laughs> you did a good job because, yeah, this has been fantastic. Just just having him all like all over me and snuggling and you know just watching TV and yeah it's been it's been fantastic. I know those days are numbered. I know he's going to get to a, a, a an age sooner than later where he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And so I'm kind of soaking this up now. It's good stuff. I'm 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 really really liking it. Another thing I'm liking is this this study that came out. I don't know if you saw this. It's a a Pew research study. I posted it on the Facebook page. Uh, a few days ago, saying that you know at least we have this news. This is actually pretty good stuff. It's a, a a peer research study that was published this past week, and it says that three in ten Americans say that COVID nineteen has strengthened their faith. They also went on to say four out of ten say that the uh, pandemic has helped strengthen their family bonds. Now, the family bonds thing, I get because it was one of those things that was either gonna gonna make or break you with your family because these are people that you love. But you're also not used to being around 24-7. So, you know, that affection that comes from having that distance during the day kind of goes out the window when, you know, when you're all on top of each other in the same house for a few months straight. It gets it gets a little crowded and little things become big things, big annoyances. And, you know, that's what happens. So the Pew Research study that they they collected data in the summer of 2020 it was among 480,000 individuals, 91 countries, and it's based on national samples. The U.S. sample consisted of a plus or minus 3.7 percentage point error. Uh, Spain was number two. Canada was number th- Italy was number three. Canada was four. Then Australia, France, South Korea, and the United Kingdom are in a four-way tie at 10%. 
Also, 28% of American respondents also said they said that they believe the pandemic had strengthened people's religious faith in their country, which was also the highest percentage among the survey developed countries. So what does this say? This says that, uh, well, my first reaction was, huh, that's all? Just, just, just a few? Just like 28% said that? But that also takes out the fact that some people were already very strong in their faith. This is this we're looking at gains. We're not looking at, you know, total numbers. Strengthened faith, faith, not emerging faith. Not not creating new disciples, but strengthened disciples. So it got me got me doing some looking around a little bit, and it brought me over to Romans 8. Now let let, let me just be clear when I say Romans 8 is not about, you know, God helping us through the valleys in life per se it's about redemption and it's about how God you know is you know he takes care of 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 his children but you get a little deeper into 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 Romans 8 and uh, verse 11 says if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you so Basically, basically, if you know, if 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 you if you're there with God, if you if you have your faith in Jesus, then you get eternal riches, not just you know a few cool things here on earth. This is just kind of the waiting room for us, you know, not our not our not our ultimate home. So. When we when we get hung up on these these different types of of inconveniences, we get hung up on these different types of uh, of of hardships. And I'm not belittling anything. I'm just reminding and giving perspective on the things that are temporary are te- are in fact temporary. But you know what? God's with us through all those. He's walking right beside us through all of those things. So yeah, it's when you see those that, that kind of a silver lining sort of of thing come out of something as 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 widespread as the pandemic. It's joyful to see that we have people's faith not falling by the wayside, but growing and strengthening through this. That's fantastic. I'll take that all day long. It's good stuff. I'm I'm extremely happy about that. Almost as happy as I am about Peeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because we're getting closer to Easter, so all like the candy and stuff is out. Um, you know, you see the the Reese eggs and everything out there. Uh, but yeah, after a nine month hiatus because of the pandemic, Peeps are making their return this Easter season. Uh, Just Born Quality Confections, who is the candy maker behind Peeps. Are saying that there will be new and classic varieties of this can of this candy hatching this year. Uh, production was put on hold for 2020, but they're back and they say they're better than ever. Uh, they're, they're they're introducing actually two new flavors: hot tamale, fierce cinnamon flavored, which I'm kind of eh. And this one's interesting. I might actually try this one: Peeps Fruit Loops flavored pop. I'm afraid it's going to be too too sweet, but it is you know it is the number one non chocolate Easter candy. Because when we get over to chocolate, that's a whole new world. I mean, they're different. Basically, when it comes to Easter candy, there are two camps: one that are right and they know that the the Cadbury egg is amazing, and then some that just don't get it. 
So chocolate, I'm I'm going Cadbury egg, but non-chocolate, it's absolutely peeps. That's 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 where we go for that sort of stuff. So yeah. Uh, also, speaking of Cadbury eggs, you know, you're, if you got a if if you have a cute pet, like I've got a very I've got a very cute cat. I've got another cat, and I've got an adorable corgi that I kind of want to want to do this for. Uh, the Cadbury Bunny tryouts are now open, so officially, your pet's time to shine is here. Through March the 1st, animal parents nationwide are invited to enter their household pets in the third annual Cadbury Bunny tryouts in hopes of getting $5,000 cash as well as a role in the next Cadbury Clucking Bunny commercial, which will no doubt, you know, launch their pet's career into just the the stratosphere because, you know, once you start off on that Cadbury commercial, it, you know, the next thing you're getting an Oscar and you're starring with Jennifer Gar- Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Or, or Chris Pratt. You're an Avenger at that point. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously that's a stepping stone role. So yeah, that that's going on. Okay, so a lot we talked we talked a lot last week about uh about GameStop and about uh, the whole and I tried to explain the uh the hedge fund thing. I tried to explain how everything um worked with that and what was going on with this. So we saw some people cash in their stock after the GameStop stocks went up. People were able to sell their stock. So this cat, uh, what's his name? Hunter Khan. He's 20 years old. He was one of the many people on Reddit who helped propel GameStop stock to new heights. He used the money that he made off of selling that stock. Get this. He didn't keep it, didn't pocket it. He used the money to donate six Nintendo Switch consoles because, you know, GameStop and games to Children's Minnesota Hospital in Minneapolis. Khan said he loves video games. I know it would be terrible being a kid in the hospital with no nothing, you know, helping helping them through. And his post on Reddit about the donation has received more than 180,000 upvotes or or likes or hearts or whichever format you're most familiar with. Um, a lot of amateur investors like Khan on the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets purchased GameStop stock to beat wealthy hedge funds at their own game. And man, this caused an upheaval on uh, on Wall Street. But a lot of people got made some money off this. A lot of these people, these, these small time guys who don't do, make a, a living doing this, they made some money. I saw another article about this one kid uh, who was like his grandmother gave him like two shares or something. And he ended up get making five thousand dollars off it because you know the shares were just hey I own part of GameStop and it had nothing to do with me they didn't he didn't care if it was valuable stock or not he's you know I own part of the company, um, and so he turned around and realized oh this is very I can buy a lot of games with this money so <laughs> he sold and made like five thousand dollars but I have no idea what he used his money for but man this Hunter Khan guy. He really did use the money for for for, for the good, and I, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see him use, you know, money that basically fell in his lap, and use it to actually make a difference in someone's life. That's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear about that. Um, something else I'm actually happy to hear about is uh something that's coming up next week on the show. And I want you to, uh, I want you to, uh, to be uh, some of the first to know because, well, you're the ones that are, that are actually, you know, uh, a part of this. Um, I got confirmation. We're gonna be talking with Paul Acey 
next week on the podcast. Now, Paul Lacey has, uh, he, 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 we're going to talk about depression with him. Because Paul is, uh, he's an author, and he's written some books about the subject. So uh, we're going to talk with him and get more insight about his new book. We're going to talk about depression. A lot of people are still dealing with depression in this day and age. It's uh, one of those things, it's one of those uh, monsters under the bed, if you will, that uh, people are having to deal with right now because you know, everything's shut down. You know, we're feeling a little isolated. We're feeling a little bit like we're not... We're not plugged in. Maybe we're missing out on some stuff. And depression has really taken a toll on a lot of people. So we're going to talk with Paul about his book and about how to deal with this. So if you know someone who's battling this or someone that you think might be battling this, I highly encourage you to listen to next week's show and, uh, and you know, be a part of that or share it, you know, after the fact if you want to, you know, listen and make sure, um, share it, share the, share the show next week with, with whoever needs to hear it. So... Speaking of sharing the show, you can do that a bunch of different ways. You can find us all over the place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has listened to the show in the past week and who has shared it with a lot of people. We've been getting some shares this week, and I'm really excited about that. We're making some some growth, and it's good stuff. I'm 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 happy. When we started this podcast, I didn't really have a totally clear view as to where it was going. I knew I wanted to be... Uh, current event based, but at the same time, I didn't want to be the angry talk guy. You know, I wanted to look at positive things. I wanted to look at, um, at the things that, you know, will take some of that stress off you. And also want to talk about optimistic things that, you know, make, you know, make your week a little better. So, you know, we share our faith here. You know, we, we, we go through uh, the different current events, things. We look at things through a, through a Christian point of view. I am, you know, I, I'm a communications, I'm in a communications ministry. Actually, on Monday, I go back to school. Uh, I'll be in seminary on Monday. So I'm I'm pretty happy and excited about that. But uh, you can you can share the, the, the podcast. However, we are on most every major podcast uh, platform. We're on Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. When you go listen, be sure to give us a rating and also give us some some stars. Give us you know some some reviews. Um, that goes a long way to helping us get listed higher in re- different rankings and stuff like that. So if you'll do that, that'd be fantastic. Stick around. We're gonna talk a little bit about this uh, this minimum wage hike that's coming up and how some businesses have already started adjusting. And it's not the way people are gonna are gonna want it to adjust. I mean, yeah, folks that are wealthy are that way for a reason, and they're gonna continue to be wealthy. <laughs> that's coming up in a few. Also, we got a high school principal that's giving his all for his students, and a criminal in Florida because he, of course he's in Florida. A criminal in Florida who uh, made some very unwise choices. That's coming up after the break. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. I'd like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times. 
Especially when you're like me, you got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats, and uh, you know your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them in our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity, there's fresh and floral, there's herbal and earthy candles, there's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink, because guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're gonna find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon soaked raisin ones in my house and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents and you're gonna find something that you, that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying to say the least. <laughs> And that church conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways. You can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to thatcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a, an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets, thatcc.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Hey, 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 we're back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks a bunch for joining. And don't forget, if you have got some thoughts about any of the things we talk about, I want to hear about it. All you have to do, give us a call, 205-616-2058. I'll give that number once more, and then I'll give it again at the end of the podcast, 205-616-2058. Call us and leave a message. We will uh, probably use it on the next podcast. I like, I like to hear from you guys. So I came across this story. And okay, so we know that the the minimum wage hike is is something that's being really thrown around pretty seriously these days. Uh, the uh, the new administration is wanting to to raise it uh, minimum fifteen dollars an hour, and there's a lot of pushback here. I mean, there, it's one thing when you're doing it gradually, but that is a gigantic bump for for minimum wage, especially for a lot of these companies that have a lot of national employees. And if if they have that kind of escalation, they can't continue with their business model. So they're having to do some different changes in order to stay afloat. Now, the downside to that is the guy that the CEO of Walmart, whose name I don't know right now, um, the CEO of Walmart is going to make his paycheck. He's going to get his bonus. The, you know, the COO, the, you know, the chief financial officer, all these folks are going to make their money. 
But in order for that to happen, they're going to have to cut costs further down the totem pole. So you're looking at the folks that are the stalkers, the folks that, you know, the greeters, those are the people that are going to really take the brunt of this. And an illustration of that is that Walmart has now tested out a store and switched it completely to self-checkouts. Fayetteville, Arkansas is doing a new test for Walmart. They're only having self-checkouts for their store, no cashiers. And they say if it all goes well, the test is successful, then Walmart will do the same thing in more locations and across the country. So why the change? Some people wonder why the need for change, if it helps employees or just makes things worse. One of the main reasons for this change is it's pretty cost efficient. Having a customer do the same work you would do, you would normally pay an employee for, it saves the company a ton of money. One report found, uh, let me, me hang on, let me, me scroll down for it. Yeah, uh, checking someone into their flight at the airport with a cashier costs $3. If a customer checks himself in, it costs 14 cents. You know, so if you go to the airport, you can either use the little kiosk or you can go up to the counter. $3 for the counter, $0.14 cents for the kiosk. Another positive is the privacy that customers get when they buy things. If someone gets a you know a personal item, something they may be embarrassed, um, you know, having the self-checkout allows them to keep their purchases somewhat private. Now, a lot of people are really against self-checkouts. And I, I find myself from time to time willing to wait in a line be, even though there are free self-checkout booths because I kind of want to make sure that, you know, people keep their jobs. Um, but a lot of people, you know, feel like they're doing all the work and not getting paid for it. Others find that the machine can be difficult. Some, you know, some older people don't use technology too often and uh, they have problems with like stuff like that. Uh, customers have to ask employees for help, which basically means you're having a cashier anyway. But you can keep one or two employees around five or six self-checkout areas and it's still saving a ton of money it does put workers out of a job and the way the economy is going you know jobs are kind of you know few and far between for for a lot of people that would normally need uh that level of of employment so which way do you prefer cashiers or self-checkout are you in favor of it are you that level of introvert that would be happy to check out your own groceries if it meant you didn't have to talk to that overly chatty cashier? Or are you kind of bitter that you're they're asking you to do the job that they were previously paying someone for? What do you think? Give us a call, 205-616-2058. I've also uh, posted this story over on the Facebook page and on the MeWe page. Uh, I'd love to see your comments there. Let me know what you think about that. So... Yeah, and it, what's funny is they, they actually just gave all their people um, bonuses <laughs> because of COVID. Uh, so here's your bonus. We don't need you anymore. There you go. That's Just consider that, consider that severance. There you go. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, let's find something good to talk about. South Carolina. We're looking at the uh, at the city of North Charleston, South Carolina. Um a South Carolina high school principal, his name is Henry Darby. He's considered his community's guardian angel. Check out what this guy did. A couple of years ago, he said, I had two students who were females sleeping under the bridge. There was another situation where a former student of mine and her daughter were sleeping in their car. Another situation where a former student needed funds for her water and her light bills. 
So, yeah, these, this is kind of a hard-hit area. And he understood the bigger picture. So Darby took action. He started working at Walmart three nights a week, stocking shelves 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Now, keep in mind, this guy is working as a principal during the day. He's getting a couple hours of sleep and then stocking shelves 10 to 7 and then turns around and goes to his day job. Wow. Uh, he said one of his students recognized him on his very first night of work. Someone yelled, hey, Mr. Darby, you're working for Walmart? Aren't you the principal? And he said it blew me out of the water. So at that time I said, that's it. I'll just do what I need, he said. His decision to stand and deliver has led to close to $100,000 in donations from all over the country. Now that Darby's story has gone viral, Walmart has donated $50,000 to North Charleston High School. So, yeah, he, he's basically just started working three nights a week to raise money for these former students and these students that need his help. He's working the night shift and he donates his paycheck to students in need. Man, fantastic. Stories like that just totally rekindle my faith in people. You know? It absolutely they absolutely just absolutely it makes me feel good to know that there are people like that out there. Man, good stuff. And I know I've, I know I've said that a lot tonight. But um I'm trying to be more optimistic right now. So let's shift on to a story where I make fun of people. <laughs> this is a guy from Florida. Uh, in Pasco County, Florida. A Newport Ritchie, Florida man. He uh, he was arrested this past Sunday morning after he called 911 to find a ride home. Improper use of 911. According to a court complaint, he, he cursed at the call taker during the call. The arresting officer said he offered to call... The guy had a taxi, but Latham said he didn't have money and began walking home. He then called 911 a second time to ask for a ride. A mugshot obtained by WFLA showed Latham's mugshot. There was no mistaking who this guy was. The police didn't have to worry about, you know, is he you know, confusing him with someone else? Because the guy has a giant tattoo on his forehead of the state of Florida. It's an outline, a silhouette, if you will, of the state of Florida. He was arrested for misuse of 911 and also some marijuana possession. I'm looking at the guy. He doesn't look like the brightest bulb anyway. So, of course, he called 911 to get a ride home. But at the same time, Florida? Of course it's Florida. I mean, you're never going to see somebody with a tattoo of Delaware on their forehead. Or, you know, Minnesota. It's going to be Florida. That's a Florida. That's 100% a Florida move. I'm just, yeah, that's that's a Florida move. You don't, yeah. <laughs> 100% a Florida move. Um, and, and I don't mean to, you know, uh, I don't mean to stereotype that much. Um, there are just certain th places that have proven themselves worthy of having you think of them in a certain way. Like example, Australia. I put a video up on the up on the um, the Facebook page this week about uh, coming out of Australia. Um, my friend Justin Dean posted this uh, this this link over on Twitter. It's from Sydney, Australia. It's an ABC News thing, and it furthers. I, I've got a theory about Australia. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you. It's actively trying to kill you. And it's been further backed up this week because 
a woman found in the walls of her daughter's room what can only be described as, quote, too many spiders. Too many. <laughs> and they posted the video, and these things are just everywhere, and they're gigantic. And the question is asked, should we just burn the house down? My answer is yes. There are certain things that the only the cleansing power of flame can help you with. That's one of them. There are hundreds of spiders Big spiders coming out of the wall in her daughter's room. I don't care if you get through, you get all the spiders out. I'm not going to be able to sleep in that house because I'm going to feel them all over my body. The, I guess, ghost spiders, which I didn't think about being a thing until just now. And now that's what will haunt me uh, this evening. I won't sleep tonight. Ghost spiders. Because if you kill them, they come back. Ghost spiders. Wow. Thanks, Mark. Golly, golly, golly. Okay, so, once again, I told you I'd give you that phone number. If you have any thoughts about any of the uh, things we've talked about tonight on the show or this morning on the show, whenever you're listening to the show, I want to hear about it. 205-616-2058. That's the phone number. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, on MeWe, and on Instagram. You can also uh, go ahead and subscribe. I, I wish you would go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe on Podbean. You can also listen on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, and share with some friends. We'd like we want to uh, we want to invite some more people to the party here. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. I will see you uh, next week. Have a fantastic week, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.